All right. Well, uh, today we're doing something a little different. We are uh, we're going to do a podcast here at the shop. So um, it's kind of fitting because what we're going to talk about today is a we're going to talk about this longevity pill, uh, this longevity prescription that the um, FDA has. I'm not going to say they've approved yet, but they're in the process of approving. Um, longevity drug that is for dogs, primarily large breeds or giant breed dogs. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and then I kind of want to go around the shop and show you guys um, some of the products and the things that I like to do. You know, my, my I guess my preferences for uh, longevity um, when it comes to my own dogs. First of all, the drug. Uh, so there is a, a San Francisco-based company, a biotech company called Loyal, um, who is currently working on developing a, still an experimental drug um, to extend the lifespan of dogs, primarily, um, like I said, large breed dogs or, or giant breed dogs. As we know, those dogs have, tend to have shorter lifespans. Um, the, the Food and Drug Administration has determined that Lowell's drug has a, has a reasonable expectation for effectiveness. Um, so, uh, again, the studies aren't complete yet. There's still lots that need to be done. Um, but apparently from what the FDA has seen, um, they like what they see. So, um, now it's important to point out that this drug's, um, the drug company hasn't yet proven that this drug actually extends lifespan. Um, like I said, the studies are still being conducted. Um, but the FDA's decision tells us that they're somewhat confident in the research that's being done um, and they're about to move on to a larger scale study. Um, so the way this, this drug is administered, they're, they're kind of working on two ways to, to administer this drug into dogs. So um, the first one is an injection. Uh, so an injection that would be given to your dog, otherwise healthy dog, uh, at a fairly young age. Um, every six, I think it was three to six months by your veterinarian. Um, so that's kind of the first one. They're also working on two other drugs, a pill version for large and giant breed dogs and then a pill for older dogs of all breeds. So yeah, the first one that's an injection, mostly for large or giant breed dogs um, that would be done every three to six months of the dog's life. And then the other one, the other version would be a pill form um, you know, and that would be for large giant breed dogs. And they need to have another pill for, for any kind of older dog. I think they're excluding smaller breed dogs, but like, you know, medium sized large breed dogs at an older age as well. Um, so what this drug actually does, um, it's meant to lower levels of a hormone called IGF-1 or insulin growth factor one. Um, this is a, a hormone in the body that manages the, the effects of, of the growth hormone, GH, in your body or in your dog's body. Um, it's involved in growth and metabolism has been linked to, to dog size as well. So large dogs have a genetic variant that leads to high levels of IGF-1. Um, so so some, here are some things that, you know, to think about and some healthy, I guess, some healthy skepticism um, when it comes to this new drug. Because when I first heard about it, I'm going to be honest, I was super, super skeptical. Um, and I, I'm going to kind of tell you some reasons why. There's also some other, some other veterinarians and some uh, geneticists that are also kind of skeptical as well. 
Um, and this, uh, I was reading an article from Wired, um, as a veterinarian, Danica Benash. I hope I'm not butchering her name. Um, but she is a veterinary geneticist at the University of California, Davis. Um, and she specializes in, in canine genetics. Um, and she says that IGF-1 is, it's one of essentially many factors that are, that can be associated with dog size and longevity. So she says, as far as targeting it, I think it's a bit premature. Um, we know that smaller breed dogs live longer than larger breed dogs, but we don't know how much of that is due to the influence of IGF-1. Um, as a matter of fact, her and her team have actually been studying another gene, ERBB4, and found that in, an, in a study done on golden retrievers, those carrying certain variants of ERBB4 lived longer. Um, so Benish still cautions, however, that the work, you know, that study, um, you know, was conducted on only one breed. Um, and there's still lots to be known. There's still lots of different variants. Um, but I think her main concern was, you know, IGF-1 may be a factor in, in dog size and also longevity, but is it the only factor? Most likely not. I mean, her and her team have kind of already showed that there's other, there's other genetic variants that, that play a role. So um, there's that issue. Um, you know, the other thing before, before moving on with, you know, what I think are natural and everyday uh, longevity supplements, um, you know, when I, when I first heard about this, hi baby, um, you know, I, I think to myself, okay, so we have 66% of Americans who are on, on prescription pills right now, uh, people that is. So it's, you know, over 130 million Americans. Um, you know, is that, is that necessarily what we want for our dogs too? Um, and I don't want to like poo poo on this drug already. That's not even come out yet. Um, I just, I don't know if, if, I necessarily want my dogs to be um, on prescription pills. It, it's kind of weird when you start giving your dogs, you know, prescriptions um, and pharmaceuticals when they're otherwise healthy young dogs. Um, it's just something that's, you know, it's been bouncing around in my mind. It, I think it'd be hard for me to do, um, but let's, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. So um, the FDA, you know, it, it's, it most likely will grant conditional approval on this drug. So it'll, but what happens is they, they temporarily authorize uh, the use of this drug for five years. Um, and that allows the drug to be sold by prescription. Um, and then during that time, um, they can collect the effective, effectiveness data um, and, then, and then from there apply for full approval. So, you know, see, even when it's gonna be out in the market, it's still gonna be considered a ex experimental, experimental drug. As we, you know, are, I guess, are we ready to give our, our otherwise healthy dogs a, a preventative experimental drug um, for longevity? Especially knowing that there's other natural things that we can do that, you know, I think a lot of majority of pet owners now currently are not doing um, that are a lot more safe and, and potentially more effective. Um, you know, because I really think you have to, you have to think about this idea of, of, of giving this, this drug or administering this drug to an otherwise healthy dog. Um, and this, this to me would mean that it would need, um, they would need to prove that, that it's extremely, extremely safe, like literally zero side effects. Um, if I'm giving this as a preventative, um, you know, cause I wouldn't want to risk the side effects of a drug if our dog is already healthy, you know, so. It's, it's kind of a balancing thing. I don't, you know, for me personally, I'm not sure I'd want to sign up for it. Um, 
but something to consider. And also, you know, what kind of longevity are we talking about? Are we talking about, you know, six months, six more months of life? Are we talking about a year, uh, two years? I think there's, you know, it's relatively unknown at this point. Um, and also in that six months or a year or two years, what kind of quality of life does that dog have? Um, again, I think there are more, as of right now, there's definitely more natural, um, more ancestral supplements and, and things that we can do, simple things that don't cost anything that are way more effective um, when it comes to longevity. And, and we know this too. Um, there's, there's a really good book, uh, The Forever Dog. Most of you have probably heard about it um, or have read it. Um, and it's pretty much about how to build a, a you know, a forever dog, a dog that has a, a longer lifespan. So I think, I think for me, you know, I don't want to be reliant on prescription drugs, not for myself, not for my family, and, and, and that includes my dogs as well. Um, so sticking with kind of the theme of this podcast and the theme of, of fangs and fur, the shop itself, um, I kind of wanted to talk about some more natural foods, supplements, and everyday uh, practices that we can do to help add for add longevity to our dog's life, but also you know give them a better quality of life as well. Uh, things that are more in line with with their ancestral way of living. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging. Easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Find out more in our podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. All right, so one of the, probably the most inexpensive way to uh, help add longevity to your dog um, is feeding them raw meaty bones. Um, Super stimulating form, a great balance, a perfect balance of calcium to phosphorus, especially for growing puppies. but also, we, we did a podcast with Dr. Ian Billionhurst, and he talked about how like the cartilage in a lot of these necks um, and the knuckle bones that we have and the marrow bones, like the cartilage and the sinew that's around them contain nutrients that, have, that are anti-angiogenic, mean, meaning that they're anti-cancerous. Um, so really good at fighting uh, tumors in the body or shrinking tumors in the body and preventing cancers from happening. So um, also, these are nature's toothbrushes helps clean your dog's teeth. My dogs probably get four or five of them each a week. Um, a lot of people use these to, um, as like the base of their, of their homemade DIY raw food diets. Um, super stimulating for our dogs. And yeah, June here, she loves these bad boys. Um, so these are the frozen version. Um, there's also, you know, we sell Girls Gone Raw stuff, which is uh, Girls Gone Raw. Um, is a company based out of Ohio here and uh, Lauren Bex who owns the company so she dehydrates all these these locally raised animal parts Um, and it's kind of the same principle Uh, we have a lot of you know duck feet duck wings chicken feet Um, these are kind of like the dehydrated turkey necks here Um, 
So a lot of times people ask, well, don't, can the dog, can the dog choke on the bone or can it do the, the bone splinter and cause in, intestinal damage and things like that? The answer is uh, no, because what she does is she dehydrates these at low temperatures for an extended period, extended period of time um, so that the bones, the, the collagen in the bone doesn't harden. Okay, so it still stays soft and then the dog is 100% digestible. So your, your issue with, with bones uh, causing intestinal damage to your dog is, is mostly when are talking about cooked bones. Um, so like if a dog gets into like a, a, chick, a you know, bowl of chicken wings that we just made or something like that, that can cause some issues. But when we're talking about the raw version of it or the, the you know, slightly dehydrated version of it, it's different. Um, and what's really cool is a lot of the key nutrients are still active in all of these dehydrated foods as well. Um, we even have things like, this might be kind of gross for some people, but this is like a rabbit foot with the fur on there, which is a great source of manganese that a lot of dogs are deficient in. Um, so really good for ligament and, and joint health. Um, also it kind of the fur acts like a pipe cleaner through their intestines to help clean them out. So um, all part of their natural ancestral diet. All right, all right, so how did Girls Gone Raw Pet Health get started? Well, you know, I'd spent my whole life watching our dogs suffer from chronic yeast infections, arthritis, GI issues, and cancer. After finishing my veterinary science degree and working in the pet food industry for a while, I was exhausted by all the BS and misinformation being fed to pets and pet owners, and I decided to take a stand on it. My mission from the beginning has been to be transparent, be a reliable source of nutrition education, and only use ingredients that actually benefit our pet carnivores. That's amazing. It's amazing because it's it's just hard to sort out the good from the sketchy in the pet food realm. Pet owners, just they just want to know what's best for the animals. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly why we use our social platforms to educate rather than advertise and to work with amazing health-focused independent pet retailers like Fangs and Fur all over the country. We want to help pet owners feel confident about what they're giving their pets and empower them to boost their pet's health and longevity to its full potential. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health or check us out online at girlsgonerawpet.com to see our small batch dehydrated treats and chews and to get tips on how you can improve your pet's health naturally. So another supplement from Adored Beast that I'm a huge proponent of, uh, I actually give this to my older dog, Mozzie, daily, um, is, is liver tonic. Um, but specifically the, the dandelion root and the milk thistle that's inside of this product. Um, so these, this is milk thistle specifically and dandelion root are really good at detoxifying the liver. So we know our dogs are, they are kind of like the canaries in the coal mine for us, right? So they, um, you know, they're exposed to a lot of toxins that we are, but their bodies are a lot smaller. So, it, you know, they, they come across toxicities a lot sooner than we do. Um, and if you've read the Forever Dog book, they talk about how they're kind of like, if, if our dogs succumb to certain kind of cancer, it's, it's a lot of people will also succumb to that, the same kind of cancer that our dogs had previously. So um, they're exposed to a lot of toxins. It's a toxic world we live in, um, you know, from household, you know, cleaning items we have in the house, candles, uh, lawn chemicals we use, monthly uh, flea and tick meds, you know, and heartworm pills. But the, the, the flea and tick meds are, you know, isosoxylenes or neurotoxins. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that our, our dogs are ingesting or being, or being exposed to, and we need to help their bodies detoxify. Um, and so the liver tonic um, is, is always my go-to um, detoxifier. Um, something I give to especially my older dogs every day. Girls Can Raw is an Ohio business started by a girl with an uncontrollable passion for pets and all things natural. 
By combining this passion with extensive research, they begin making all-natural, carnivore-focused treats and chews that both pets and their owners will go nuts for. Check them out at girlsgonerawpet.com. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers, no preservatives. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? I like a lot of things about Steve's, but one is their long history. They've been doing it longer than most. The second thing is they use whole food and only whole food ingredients. They don't use synthetics. It's just real simple whole food. What do you mean simple? Well, when people look on the back of a bag of kibble, they see a long list of ingredients that most people don't even know what they are. You'd almost have to be a chemist to know. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goods, milk, broccoli, and a bunch of other whole food, real food. And Mozzie likes it too, so of course I'm a big fan. I know Anthony and I love their mission statement to produce food that is good for your pet and the land that they walk on. So come into our shop, Fangs and Fur, to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. This is a big product here in the shop, uh, Crude Carnivore. Crude Carnivore, we've done a lot of podcasts with her with Flo. Uh, fantastic, fantastic bone broth. Um, super palatable for dogs. They absolutely love it. But it also has a, a slew of, of really good benefits that contribute to longevity. Um, the biggest factor is the glutathione. And if you've listened to our podcast before with Flo, she's big on glutathione. Uh, but bone broth is a really good source of, of glycine, which actually helps the body produce glutathione and also glutathione. So kind of what glutathione does, um, it breaks down carcinogens that our dogs come across. It removes toxins. It fights free radicals, uh, big time deto detoxifier for the body. Um, what's really cool is it actually recharges antioxidants in the body um, so that they can kind of go back and continue to, to fight inflammation um, in different parts of the body. Another really good source of, of glutathione besides bone broth um, is maitake mushrooms, um, which I think is in the Five Defenders, the real mushroom as well, uh, supplement. So another really powerful, powerful uh, source of, of glutathione. Another thing I use a lot for my dogs is, I like to use these mushroom supplements, uh, particularly the Five Defenders. This is one I give to my dogs. I also give them myself, put it in my tea every night. Um, but we know that mushrooms, specifically the ones they use in here, have certain adaptogens that help, with the, help the body cope with stress in general. So we look at dogs that live the longest, like, like Maggie out in Australia. I think she was a cattle dog that lived to be 31. Um, you know, she ate a lot of, she lives on a cattle farm. It's kind of gross, but she ate a lot of afterbirth, um, a lot of raw, raw stuff. Uh, she also got a lot of good exercise. And, and lastly, she just, she lived a stress-free life. She was a farm dog, okay? so. Um, kind of helping our dogs who can't live that, that farm dog life um, kind of help their bodies deal with the stress of living in a, you know, a suburban or urban environment. Um, so feeding mushrooms is a big, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot. Um, the, the, the quantity is really small um, and I just kind of mix it in with their food. They don't even seem to know it's there. Um, but there's lots of benefits to mushroom, um, you know, and there's a lot of different lines, you know, turkey tail, by real mushrooms is great. Turkey tail is also, uh, Dora Beast has the turkey tail supplement right here and they have chaga. Um, all these things kind of do a little bit of different things in the body, but getting a good rotation of them is, is really important. Also something that we know is very, very powerful for longevity is probiotics. And species appropriate probiotics, um, 
multi-strand probiotics, uh, ones that are, you know, should be over 10 billion CFUs. I, we really only carry Adored Beast uh, probiotics um, because they are, they're about 30 billion CFUs. They're canine specific uh, strands of bacteria, meaning that they've been extracted from, from healthy canines or the, the feces. Actually, they have one called the wolf that's extracted from um, pristine wolf uh, fecal matter. Um, so anyways, we know that probiotics are, are the basis of, of good health, just good gut health, a good microbiome, being resilient, um, having a resilient microbiome. Um, and so I can't stress enough, I, a lot of people wait to feed probiotics. Um, if you're feeding raw food, fresh food, you're getting some of those natural probiotics, but I still like to add, um, add a little bit more. Um, and I rotate through their probiotics all the time. So it's a good idea to get different bacteria um, in their guts, keep it as, as not only resilient, but also, um, you know, having the most diverse microbiome that they can have. So feeding different foods, but also feeding different strands of bacteria as well. Um, and what's really cool about them is they use specific, like they use turkey tail as a prebiotic in a couple of their, they use natural prebiotic, uh, larch is another one. Um, so like natural prebiotics to help feed the probiotics once they're in their gut. So um, Adore Beast, Awesome stuff, can't recommend their probiotics enough. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family, and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. I talk about a lot here in the shop, and it's something that free, that anyone can do, that's really good for your dog and for longevity. Um, it's just feeding within a restricted time window, okay? So getting away from graze feeding, just having food sitting out all day. So I think, you know, feeding within an eight hour window, and we know this, if you've read The Forever Dog, they talk extensively about this. Um, Dr. Panda is kind of the, the lead doctor on this um, as far as longevity and, and helping with the, with, you know, it's just their metabolic health. Um, fasting is another big thing. Um, you know, my dogs, all my dogs eat once a day. Um, fasting for dogs, just like in humans, it turns on a process of autophagy, which is like a cellular cleanup in the body. Um, you know, so, you know, kicking out free radicals and things like that. So um, I'm holding this right here. This is the Mind Pet Platter. This is what I use um, and a lot of my customers use for feeding their dogs. Um, big advocate for this. It's just, it, it's a, it gives the dog a more natural way of feeding, uh, their more natural feeding experience. So it doesn't give them that anxiety of eating out of a bowl. Again, that was just built out of our own convenience. Um, this is actually built around how the dog's actually supposed to eat. So. Um, using one of these, feeding within a t uh, you know an eight-hour window during the day. And the last thing I want to say about that is making sure you're not feeding two hours, at, 
outside of two hours before bed. So two hours should be the cutoff point. Two hours before bedtime should be the cutoff point of feeding your dog. If you do that later, if you start feeding later in the day, um, it really messes with their circadian rhythm. Um, and then, you know, throws off their sleep patterns and, and, and everything else. So um, eight hour window, at least two hours before bedtime. Okay, so we couldn't talk about longevity without talking about omega-3 or omega-3 supplementation for dogs. So dogs need EPA and DHA. Those are, those are essential, amino, uh, essential fatty acids that dogs need. They can't get it, they can't manufacture it themselves, so they need to get it through their food. Um, and there's studies that show that dogs that are living the longest are getting really healthy, fresh sources of omega-3s. Um, so a lot of different options for omega-3s. Um, my favorite option is actually uh, Adored Beast uh, Potency Omega-3, but um, it's actually higher in EPA and DHA, so the, the two really important fatty acids that dogs need. It's actually higher in both of those, more concentrated in, in both of those, than fish oil or, sam or salmon oil is. Um, and so you don't need a whole lot of it. Um, just an amazing, amazing source, amazing product. Uh, we have lots of customers that have really good results with it. Um, so that's just, that's one source of omega-3s. Omega-3s can be kind of tricky. Just remember that they're super fragile. They oxidize really easily. So once they're exposed to air, they, they, you know, they, can, they can go rancid. Um, a lot of processed dog food has rancid omega-3s in it. So if you're feeding processed food, just know that your dog's probably not getting uh, a healthy source of omega-3s. They're using uh, molecular distillation, which is a really awesome, awesome process to use um, to get the to, to extract the oil. But a lot of companies use like butane and, and some other solvents that are obviously will contaminate the product and, and it is not good for your dog to digest. So um, just be careful, be hesitant with your omega-3 supplementation uh, for your dog. But um, potency omega-3 is a fantastic uh, omega-3 supplement. You know, just kidding. You know, these are these are smelt fish, dehydrated smelt fish from crude carn or from um, from Girls Gone Raw. Um, she also does uh, whole prey mackerel. Um, there's also I'm going to show you another product we have here too. This is a really popular one. This is uh, Answers fermented fish stock. It smells to the high heavens. Um, actually, I don't really smell it that much anymore because I use it so frequently, but. Um, you know, you don't want to stick your nose in there, but it's, it's fermented fish stock, so it smells, but it's a great source of, you know, glycaminoglycan is really good for joint health. It's got tons of, of vitamins and minerals in here. Um, helps remineralize their teeth, but it's a really good source of omega-3s as well to fight inflammation and, and uh, keep our dogs here as long as possible. All right, so my last thing I want to talk about is uh, there's tons of stuff that we could talk about as far as, you know, helping with the quality of life for our dogs and longevity and all that, but these are just my kind of key components here. Um, but the biggest thing for me, obviously, and the reason why I started Fangs and Fur is because I wanted to get more fresh food into our dog and cat's diet. All right, so we know real, fresh, whole foods are the best foods for, for humans, best foods for dogs, cats, pets, animals, any biological being, right? Um, this shouldn't be, this, this should be without debate, even though, you know, there are still some people that say ultra processed food like kibble is, is better for our dog. I don't understand that. That's not my philosophy. Um, and now, now there's actually good research done on this. Um, there's actually research now done by Dr. Anna Bjorkman out of University of Helsinki, the, the dog risk study, that shows that only doing 20% of raw fresh food, um, as little as 20% can have a, a 
really, really good benefit as far as, as decreasing chances of, of ailment and disease, but also increasing longevity. So I always tell people like, it's not like a whole hog or none thing. You don't have to, it, it's not like you can only do one or the other. You can only do raw food or kibble. Um, but if you're doing kibble, you know, your dog is only eating ultra processed, what I would say species inappropriate food. Um, so why not try to get some more whole fresh food in that we all know they need it. Okay, we all know they need the moisture, they need the enzymes, they need the probiotics. Um, they need all that nutrients that mother nature intended to give them. Um, you know, that's not coming from a bag, but coming from real whole food sources. So, um, you know, we have tons of brands like, like Steve's and Vital Essentials and Solutions and Answers Pet Foods. So Solutions and Answers are actually fermented raw pet foods, which, you know, are really good for, again, for, for gut health. Um, and Northwest Naturals and Small Batch and Bold by Nature, all these really awesome brands that do third-party testing on all their foods to, to test for contaminants. They, they test for nutritional adequacy. So these are things that cable companies just don't do. Um, and so everyone's worried about you know, recalls or, or salmonella, or E. coli, listeria. The crazy thing is, is that you know, all those, 98% of the recalls in the US for E. coli, salmonella, listeria, come from dry pet food, from ultra processed pet food, from kibble. Um, they don't come from raw pet food because they're, they're using, they're sourcing super clean and they're processing super clean, they're manufacturing, they're packaging, um, and they're you know, using third party laboratory testing uh, for contaminants, but also for, uh, for just nutritional adequacy. So they're actually trying to exceed AFCO um, minimums for, for canine nutrition, They're trying to hit the optimal levels of canine nutrition. Um, and again, a lot, I tell people that a lot, say, you know, 98% of the recalls for, for salmonella, E. coli, listeria come from, from dry pet food. And they're like, well, that's because, you know, that's the majority, majority of dogs eat dry pet food. That's actually adjusted by volume. So um, I always tell people like, yeah, you should wash your hands after feeding raw food, but you're not exempt. You should especially be washing your hands if you're feeding dry food. Um, but yeah. Getting you know, at least 20% of some real wholesome food in your dog's bowl is incredibly important. I hear a lot of times people will be like, you know, we feed this one kind of kibble, we don't feed anything else, we don't feed any table scraps. And I'm always like, I may not say it, but in my head I'm like, man, if the dog's just eating kibble, he's not, getting, he's not even getting table scraps. He's not getting any real food. And I, of course, you know, you gotta be careful what table scraps you're feeding, but you know, let's not forget dogs evolved eating our scraps, right? That's how we kind of, uh, kind of co-evolve together. So um, they, need, they need some real food. Um, and these companies make it super easy, super affordable. Um, so why not add some fresh food to the bowl? So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpet.